What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for the AEW Dynamite Wrestling Inc. after show, and have we got a show for you. We've got CMLL invading. We've got the Bucks as the boss, and we got a main event that wasn't just the end of the show. It was the whole damn show, but before we get into all of that, let me introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by Jimmy Corderas and our our on the on location correspondent NYC Demon Diva Isa straight back from a icy cold Tampa. Isa, how was oh, the wow. Royal Rumble? It was a lot of fun. Um I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the women's a lot more than the men's rumble. Um, I thought the, the women killed it the entire weekend. Lots of really cool events. I got to uh, go to a screening of Love and WWE. Got to watch the first episode of Bianca Montez show. That was fun. Overall, great, great trip. Lots accomplished. Very, very productive. Nice. How was the uh, How was Montez and Bianca's new show? Amazing. I wanted to sit there and binge the entire season immediately. It was uh, It was very fun. You see a very um, different side of them. I was saying, and we just got a tease of episode one. So I can't wait to see yeah. what else is in store, but it was a lot of fun because they were in the room. So we got to watch them with them and they got to kind of like talk about it afterwards. Like it was, it was a really fun event that I was lucky enough to attend. Nice. That sounds like a really fun thing for you as the viewer to be a part of, but I could imagine nothing 
worse than having to film something and then sit in the room while everyone watches the thing about in a room full of all your family your peers like your friends but you know montez has like the best sense of humor so he was just making fun of himself the entire time <laughs> yeah yeah no that, i'm sure i'm sure it, you know i feel like that show could be very transformative when you look at how uh, i haven't seen it yet obviously but when you look at obviously um uh, the the diva show and stuff like that, how that changed wrestling in a lot of ways. I think this could be a huge thing for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited to see when it comes out. Jimmy, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that Issa had a great time there at uh, at Rumble weekend. It was a, a lot to get take in, especially for one weekend. And uh, mm -hmm. you know what? Uh, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan now. Yes. Overall, very... right? Yes, we're talking yeah. AEW tonight, but I'm talking about everything. It just, you know, from from T TNA to seeing seeing yeah, the TNA there, women's champion. Very, yeah, there's a know? very good momentum in all of wrestling right now. It feels yeah. exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even all the way down to like the independent level, it's it's been really really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, something that uh, has, by the way, thanks for everyone who's joined us. As always, like, comment, share, subscribe while you're here. Uh, I'm going to try to get to a lot of chats today just for fun. So if you've got questions or things, definitely let me know uh, and I'll try to call it out. Make sure it's just about what we're talking about. Sometimes people will put a, a question up there that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm, I'm not going to derail the show uh, unless you pay me to. Then, of course, you will derail for you. Uh, but we got some interesting news or, or an update, I should say. I don't know if the interesting is the word for it, but. Uh, Big E uh, spoke uh, to Denise Salcedo about uh, his injury and if he'll be able to wrestle again anytime soon. Uh, he said, it's just kind of playing things by ear. I feel great and I just want to continue to feel good. When I think about the damage I've done to my body over the years, I just want to be smart. Uh, Jimmy, uh, two things on this. One kind of answers a lot of the speculation a lot of people have had about whether or not he's going to be coming back soon sounds like that's just definitely up in the air but also especially for you who has seen a lot of wrestlers over the years it's kind of refreshing to hear one say i'm going to be smart about this yeah because that old school mentality is you work through the pain and 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 nowadays it's a little bit different especially in wwe where you have to now be, be cleared to enter the ring that wasn't like that back in the day back in the day you know you you grab some uh, some tape and you tape whatever was hurting up and you, and you went back out there the next night and you did it but it's great to see I, i'm glad that he's feeling better on on a personal note because biggie's a good dude and, mm -hmm. uh, and not to get jump too far ahead i hope it it gets to the point where he can get back into the ring because this would be perfect timing right at WrestleMania season, especially during a time when the new day and Imperium is having their little thing going. It wouldn't, couldn't you see Gunther matching up against big E big time at, at WrestleMania? It, it would just make so much sense and be a, a feel good moment for big E if he was able to do it. Yeah, he said it's a, it would definitely be a feel-good moment to see him back. But, of course, this is one of those injuries that you got to be safe about. And it's good to hear that he's, he's being safe because, as Jimmy said, you know, we've seen in the past, it's like, you know, pain don't hurt or whatever the line is from, from Roadhouse. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I think we'd all like to see Big E back if possible. Yeah, a thousand percent. And he's he's been great, though, like – um, he's been like he's been doing a lot of the charity events for WWE, the community events that they do. Like he's been taking part of that, so it's it's great to still see him trying to like do his part and and still be present. Yeah, 
Um, we also got an update, speaking of people who haven't been around in a while, we got an update on MJF and what he's been up to. Deadline is reporting that he just uh, is, is part of the upcoming film, The Floaters, which recently wrapped filming in New York City. Uh, Issa, as this thing, this whole uh, the bidding war of 2024 has come around, I've been very vocal about saying I think the big issue about whether or not MJF is still in AEW or WWE or wherever he is, is if Hollywood takes him, I got a feeling that MJ is probably going to come back to the ring, obviously, but I got a feeling we better enjoy his time in wrestling because he seems Hollywood bound. Yeah, I agree. And he's a great actor. I We see him make so many things work and I don't think people realize the level of acting and I have to go into a lot of what they do. Um, he's already, like, I know that MJF is very proud of the age, you know, the older he's been able to accomplish at such a young age. But at the same time, if he's already so banged up and you're getting paid for being on these movies, of course they're going to eventually consider it because he's on his 20s and he's already like talking about all these injuries and all these body parts that hurt. You know? So yeah, I can see him going to Hollywood quite early, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, it's interesting how for so long, I, mean, I don't know if it's the, the way wrestling's changed is how it's being viewed, but um you know, for a long time, it was like Hulk Hogan is the one guy who was able to make, be, get some movies. And let's uh, let's be fair about where those movies ranked and how seriously <laughs> they were taken. Um, you know, and then first the rocks. The first time I ever saw Hulk Hogan was thanks to Gremlins too. It wasn't because wow. of wrestling. So wow. those movies did make a difference, Farmer. Really? <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, but you know, but then The Rock starts doing movies, and even those, the first ones he were was doing weren't necessarily the best. Starts to break through. Cena, Batista. Now yeah. it feels like that door has opened wide for wrestlers to move into Hollywood. It absolutely has, and it's because I think that Hollywood gets it now is that it's not just a bunch of guys going out there and doing moves. They they're seeing people characters, development of characters, and people being. Uh, getting the audience invested in them and saying, hey, you know what? I think that guy would fit in in this film or this show or in th this part, you know? And and someone like an MJF is who's grasped the that concept early and grasped a, a very smart dude, let's put it that way. And, you know, he made, if I'm not mistaken, he made that comparison. He'd like to be the next generation kind of following John Cena's footsteps. Mm-hmm. It I mean, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Corey Pride, by the way, says uh, Rocky for me. Isa, first time I saw Hulk, uh, was he was a uh, was he Thunderlips in Rocky? Is that the name he went by? Yeah, he had some terrible, <laughs> some terrible name uh, in that movie, but um, uh, but still, still good stuff there. Um, before we get into the show, before we start chatting about this AEW Dynamite that I think is going to be a spicy conversation for us, uh, I want to, as always, thank everyone who's joining us, whether you are uh, listening later on the podcast, leave a five-star review, like, comment, share, subscribe. Whether you're a lurker, shout out to all the lurkers here who just hang out, don't say anything in the chat, but just hang out. We still appreciate all of you guys as well. Uh, but I also want to shout out everyone who is in the chat, like Aaron, Mick, Peter, P, Ricky Zaldivar, Corey Pride, Lego Brick Collector, Jacob Andrews, The Haunted, Ethan Cruz, Burner Account, Killer of Demons, and Clay Ford, Nelly Belly. Uh, appreciate all you guys being here. Uh, always good to see, of course, even low vision technology uh, hanging out in the chat. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Uh, let's get into this show. Uh, we start 
with John Moxley taking on Jeff Hardy for the first time ever. Uh, Hardy is down on his luck after some losses and being a bit more aggressive. Uh, during the match, Mox mixes it up with some luchadors at ringside, shoves a pen in Jeff Hardy's ear hole, and chokes him out after a missed swanton. Uh, Post-match, Mox wanted a handshake, but Hardy isn't interested. Then CMLL gang attacks Mox before getting chased off by the AEW locker room. Uh, a lot of big things happened here, Jimmy. This was a a big opening segment. I dug it personally. Uh, two things for you to kick off this show, though. Mm -hmm. One, that's a weird stat that John Moxie and Jeff Hardy have never been in a match together. That blew my mind that they've never. This has never happened before. Uh, but two, commentary said at the top they're going to have some relaxed rules tonight. Do you like that that they just kind of throw that out there and let that happen? Does that kind of cover a lot of your critiques about refereeing sometimes uh I, it doesn't cover it it feels like it's it, making excuses for for letting it happen because uh and not not to not to give the cheap plug away for for the podcast that brian hebner and i do but we had chavo guerrero on this week and we had that discussion about the use of referees and and going back to the days of of los guerreros uh, lie cheat and steal and a lot of that stuff we did in the ring wasn't like planned in the back. Okay. You turn your back now and then we'll do something. And then you turn your, that was called on the fly. And they mm -hmm. said, and, and Chavo and Eddie would say to us, you call it like you see it. it, it not mm -hmm. the, it, I just felt this. I feel like sometimes nowadays it's like, so-and-so will pop up on the apron. You stay with them until they tell you it's okay to turn around again. And it takes too long. I, I don't, I don't like that aspect of it. If that makes any sense. That being said, in this match, I think it made sense to have a little bit of lax rules because it is Mox who said he's going to fight, fight, fight. And you saw Jeff, like you said, is going to have a little more aggressive attitude. They 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 did their thing. The, 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 the pen in the ear hole kind of like a, something different. It was like, wow, what the heck? I've never seen yeah. that before, you know. <laughs> but uh, other than that, it's the little things that 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 i like you know at the beginning let's say when they introduced jeff for example matt comes out with them but matt doesn't come to ringside matt went back and left the spotlight on jeff yes. little things that matter you know what i mean i i did like that especially as for a show that has a lot of people at ringside uh this week and in general there's a lot of people at ringside so i think it made it feel more special with him not at ringside especially if we're going to have the relaxed rules in this situation uh, Issa, do you do you like the idea of them just if AEW said, by the way, we're going to be like ECW was and just in general kind of relaxed rules going forward. Just expect this. This is an official statement instead of our referees letting people get away from things. Do you dig that? Do you like that approach or do you prefer the more structured, I guess, WWE style of, of rule sets? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense for them to just randomly say it like that and not give you a reason why. Like it feels yeah, like a cop-out. But it's because of what we know that they already do. You know what I mean? But yeah, I guess I just don't... I need a better definition of what these relaxed rules mean. Because now I'm like, I don't know what they're supposed to get away with or not, etc. Do you... How did you feel uh, about the match in general? And uh, let me talk to you about CMLL. Uh, there looks to be some kind... I don't know if this is where we should expect an invasion, if this is going to be a one-off, if this is going to build up to a forbidden door do you like seeing cmll get mixed up in th into the uh, equation at aew 
Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people don't watch CMLL, have, like don't know who these people are, and then just showing up in a in a segment with Moxley. I guess that kind of shows you that it's a big deal. But you're just gonna be sitting there wondering who these people are, why are they here, and, and how? You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't feel like they were introduced the right way because the majority of their audience are not gonna know who they are. Uh, yeah, Nelly Belly in the chat says their rules are always relaxed. Um, <laughs> which is a, a fair point but, it's uh, like i Dan said sorry the, sorry to catch yeah. up it's like it's like my my joke all the time that there's a tag team match why don't they all just make them tornado match tornado tag matches right. what's the difference well fernando says i enjoyed the relaxed rules it makes matches more interesting um and stalking right. you with a really good point dog emoji dog. um <laughs> dog so, emoji uh, for life. uh so i i think because what i was thinking about this with the so i i I was feeling like the CMLL guys had a bit of a radicals vibe to them being at ringside, being these guys from the other company. Um, and I know that it's, it makes me feel old because now I realize how old of a reference the radicals are as I'm saying this. Uh, but it was all, they were also from a company. Of course, they were still in the same country, but it, maybe it wasn't as watched at the time, lesser known people. Uh, but that worked really well, Jimmy and WWE. Um, do you think that there's a fair comparison there? And two, I guess to give my thoughts on it, I loved it, but I also think that John Moxley, Jeff Hardy is a big enough situation where I'm and the relaxed rules. I'm too busy focusing on that to try to also tell the story of who these guys are. Yeah. It's the, it's the 20 and 10 syndrome again, once again, yeah. and, and to, to, to the comparison of, of the radicals, uh, when they showed up in WWE, a large majority of the audience knew who they were. It, this mm -hmm. is to Issa's point. They they knew that, oh, these guys are from WCW. What are they doing in WWF land, you know, at the time? So when, when they see the, you know, the, the, the CMLL guys sitting ringside, they know that they're from CMML, CMLL, but they don't, um, again, they're not very familiar with them. Whereas with, with guys like Chris Dean Perry and, and Eddie, they were familiar with that crew. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, it's interesting. This is definitely one of those hindsight 2020. It's easy for me to say now that we've seen the show, because I feel like if I was planning things, I get wanting them to be out there with your biggest star. One of your biggest stars, John Moxley, Jeff Hardy, a legend that people still love to this day, even though he's on a bit of a losing skid, but Again, because the match was so crazy, there wasn't, I think in a perfect world, this would have been a match that was maybe a little more one-sided. So the commentary team could have spent more time saying, oh, these are the guys out there. This is why you would know them. This is who they are. This is why they're important. And the camera could have shown them a little bit more throughout the match because, you know, if, if let's say John Moxley's just choking someone for a minute, you can take that time to say, okay, now focus on CMML guys, tell that story okay, now we're doing something else. But when John Moxley's throwing chairs and throwing pens into his ear and all this crazy stuff, it's an exciting match, but I don't have time to think about the other guys on, you know, sitting in the crowd at the time. Uh, so did, it, did anybody yeah. else think about the Randy Orton screwdriver spot with Jeff Hardy and how he felt very similar? It, oh. I did, but I, I liked, I liked the spot though. So I didn't care. Mm. Okay. I was for it. I was there for you, it. You would, Zach. You, the, would. Well, I, you you borrow in wrestling all the time. And all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
by the way, there was a, a on NXT they did. We'll talk about the main event, but they did two coast to coast at the same time, and it didn't get the win. And I was like, everyone complains about super kicks not getting any wins anymore. What the heck? This needs to be like a you saw it once a lifetime kind of move from one person. Mm. But uh, but you know what? It was fun, so I dug it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we got some. Uh, you know, Ricky says agree, Jack. We got Bit saying uh, Dynamite was really good, um, and then Killer Demon saying that Orton spot made me throw up. Oh, the ear <laughs> thing is. Ah, it reminds me of who did? Was it? Uh, this will be the last tangent before we move on. Was it Triple H that like pulled a nose ring out of Batista's nose or something? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 that that was. I remember that. Even though I I. I, I figure i know how they do it there's still this part of i thing. recently Ugh. had a i recently had a a little incident with one of my piercings and the earring is like one of the ones up here the whole thing is like it bled like you thought somebody got murdered let's start by that and that's how bad it hurt and i had to go and like it was a mess and it was so painful and i was like wow because those spots look absolutely painful like just to even looking at them but like realizing how sensitive your ear is because i'm one to get a bunch of piercings so i don't care but when you hurt one you would mm -hmm. see your creator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, I saw that line. I'm like, yeah, we don't, we don't need. Let's not do that. I, I yeah. still have a scar from my incident. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how much that hurt Jeff Hardy in that situation, uh, but it does make me think of things like how Pete Dunn will like bend the fingers and make you go like, mm -hmm. oh my god, that must hurt so bad. But they're not, they're not bumping, you know. Right. So like, I think it's it's just one of those things. I think really. Could be a smart move. He doesn't do it all the time, though. So maybe it actually really hurt. I don't know. I don't know. But mm -hmm. uh, but at least at least with the earlobe, especially Jeff, because he's had those in so long, uh, it's a little more flexible. And you know, with the way that J John Moxley sells that he's cranking it, that's what makes it yeah. look like, oh my goodness, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping at least. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Kenny saying Jack hosting everything, even American Idol, Ryan Seacrest, I'm coming <laughs> for you, pal. Um, uh, we'll just do quick, quick funsies. Cause I, we know these happen all the time, but just for funsies, we'll go around the, the horn here. Big announcement from Tony Khan next week. Isa, what's it going to be? Something about the rankings. Okay, something about the rankings. Jimmy, what do you think the, uh, the announcement is going to be? Uh, I, I don't even want to hazard a guess. I'm just gonna sit back and go. Here we go. And if it's it, it doesn't wow me, I, I'm having a shot of a shot of Jack. Do, That's it. Do you? Do you? Uh, <laughs> and, you I'm say that, like, got, and I've got that single single barrel malt too. I got the good stuff. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> so you? Uh, so you're not gonna even throw out like it could be an Okada, could be a Mercedes, could be a. It, if it's something like an Okada thing, I, I, yeah, okay, that you just saved me a little bit of my single barrel jack, but uh, I, I just don't expect that anymore. I, I expect so, it to, you almost expect it to be a little bit of a disappointment. <laughs> so are you? You're, I feel like you'd be bummed out that it's a, a good announcement because then you don't get the get the drink. Well, I probably <laughs> sneak it in anyway, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say I think it's going to be announcing Forbidden Door with uh, CMLL involved. Uh, no, he's going to announce money. a show in Boston, like the chat is saying. That's a good one. Uh, that is a good good guess. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, Beer Money saying AW going to Max for pay-per-views and streaming. I would love that. Um, Mercedes in Boston. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll be interesting to see that. So, we get to... Uh, 
another big matchup here. Adam Page versus Toa Leona. Uh, Page talks to Swerve via the pre-recorded video, and we'll talk about that portion because that I definitely want to dissect. We'll talk about that at the end of the night when we talk about the, the match itself uh, with Swerve. But uh, the match here with Toa Leona and Adam Page, really it's Adam Page taking a beat down from Toa Leona most of the match. Uh, even when Page hits the dead eye, Toa Leona's like, no, not, not happening, fam. Uh, kicks out of that. And um, eventually, Page reverses a Samoan drop into a crucifix to get the win. Issa, last week on this show, we talked about how we wanted to see Page kind of steamroll people to get his mm-hmm. momentum yeah, this back. this wasn't bad. Those <laughs> so my question here is, do you think that uh, showing that he can kind of take a beating and keep on ticking, does that help him as well? Or... It, it, does this hurt him in the long run the, run, the way he kind of got manhandled most of the match? No, it doesn't help him at all because we already see, we know he can take a beating. He survived the death match. You know what I mean? Like he has, he had to get choked up to get over that. Like I know that he can go. We've seen him in all these hardcore matches. I don't need him taking a beating the majority of the match from somebody that I don't even see on TV all the time. It's not the right way to go, but we get to a minute when we get there because I also thought that RVD looked a lot more dominant than, than, you know, swerve. So no, no, I do not think this helps, uh, Jack. Do you think uh, it helps? I think it, I think I, so. Here's I think it can help. I think it it helps. It's in gonna a vacuum. be possible. What is your problem? I love. It. No, I think <laughs> I, in a in a vacuum it helps. I think in a vacuum, him showing that he can stand toe to toe with a big guy who beats him up and he'll keep on fighting, it, it helps on its own. The problem is, and, and you kind of alluded to it, I think, is we never doubted. Hangman, hangman's toughness i mean the mm-hmm. texas death match his match with moxley he's he's shown us many times what he can go through so i i feel like we've already been sold on that aspect of it now i want to see that he can he can be the guy dishing out the punishment and beating people up um so i would have rather things gone that way but i get where they were going with this uh, no. uh, uh jimmy i want your thoughts on the match but also the finish, uh, Samoan drop, uh, reversed into a crucifix pin. Do you still count that as a roll up or is that a sneaky reversal? Uh, it is a, still kind of a roll up. And, 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 and I don't, again, I'm, I'm conflicted with this one on whether it fit for this finish because uh, to me, it, the story here, I get the story, like you said, is can he overcome an ass whipping? that he took from Toa in, in this match. But at the same time, he's a championship contender fighting, you know, looking to fight Samoa Joe, who, you know, we know is a legit badass. So mm-hmm. he needs to look, I, it's okay for him to sell during the match. I thought he sold, sold far too much yeah. during the match. And if he's going to win, he should win with his finish. In my opinion, leading up to, whether he's going to be in the match or not, we're going to, I guess we're having the match next week. Uh, yeah. You know, to find out if he is, but Hey. Yeah, it was. Um, so like I said, I, it's not something I'm going to go, Oh, this was the worst because again, I, I get it. And it does kind of do what they, they are trying to show is that he can, can do all this stuff and maybe he could hang with a guy that's similar size to a Samoa Joe. But I, I already believe this. I think this would have been better in him, in his situation because he took those big losses already, if he actually just caught Toa Leona quick and just beat him and kind of shocked us all and go, oh, wow, where'd that come from? I think that probably would have done a little bit more. 
Uh, Corey Pride with an interesting comment says, he drinks blood. His new gimmick is Cowboy Vampire Page. Corey, oh, don't wow. tempt me with a good time. That sounds like a great character. I would be totally into Vampire Cowboy Page. Let's, let's I'm trying, roll. I'm trying to picture this now in my mind. It's like... <laughs> Just, I'm picturing be... I'm picturing Twilight style video packages. <laughs> what <Well, it's> was too? <laughs> it's, it's he's got little sparkles all over him everywhere. He yeah. goes. <laughs> right, let's go, vampire <laughs> page. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And he could be like, I don't know how to be a vampire, and Dan Housen can walk him through being a what creature of <laughs> how to do. He'd be like, I'll help you. I'll guide you through how to do this. <laughs> yeah, just follow my lead, kid. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show you <laughs> that would be fantastic we uh uh we got a um we got another matchup here uh wardlow versus commander uh dominant people that shouldn't be anyway go ahead yeah well, dominant match uh from wardlow pretty much runs through it uh runs through commander uh commentary used most of the match to talk about Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy in that situation. Post-match, Undisputed Kingdom comes to beat up Commander, but the best friends make the save, and Strong says, thanks for coming. See you later. And he, he leaves. Uh, uh, this was uh, Issa, um, a, a dominant win for Wardlow. This is what we've wanted from Wardlow, right? No, he should have squashed him in 10 seconds. I think it even, I think he went through a commercial break. Why is Warlow selling for this guy? Why is Warlow with Adam Cole? Why is Warlow why? Why is Warlow why? Yes. <laughs> why is Warlow? That is the question. Yeah. Uh, I um. <laughs> so, I this is funny, Jimmy, and, and I. I don't know if uh, you've been able to do this because you've been in the business for so long. But uh, one of the things about Commander for me is I was at the Ring of Honor show that they did WrestleMania weekend in Los Angeles. And uh, Commander was there and he had a match against, um, I, I can't remember uh, who he was against, but everyone figured that the other guy was going to win. Um, I think it was like Bandito or something. Uh, and so all the people I was with was like, oh, Commander's not going to win. And I said, I'm going to root for Commander. I'm going to be Commander's biggest fan. And I was going nuts for everything Commander did from that point on. And for some reason, now I'm just actually a Commander fan. Like, it, it grew on me. Uh, have you ever had a situation where you just sort of willed yourself into being a fan for somebody? Uh, yeah. Ch perfect example. Chad Gable. He, he never yeah. wins. And I want to see this guy. Like, I, I see so much of a Kurt Angle in this guy. And I just want to see that because he's entertaining both in the ring, inside the ropes. He's good on the mic. He's good when he does whatever backstage segments they got him doing. The guy is just dynamite. And for mm -hmm. some reason, you know, like we talk about on this show all the time, you can get over without going over, but at some point you do have to go over as well. And he hasn't got, gone over and he needs that right now. And if they do that the right way with him, I think I see a big th future for him, but you know, that's another subject for another day. <laughs> yeah. Another show. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, do you think, th was this a good showing from Wardlow? Do you agree with Issa or do you think he should have been even more dominant in this situation? I think uh, it, again, Monday morning quarterback booking for me, uh, I would have had it more like if you're going to take this much time for this match, I would have had Wardlow beating the living P 
piss out of him and and smiling and laughing about it like he's having a good time torturing commander and then when when commander gets a little bit of offense in and maybe even sneaks in a quick pinfall attempt now you see that switch and that light you know go off in in, in wardlow where he goes oh no we're not having any of this and then he just there's there's your power bomb you know scenario and he wins the match it just like i said it, it flipped that switch and he goes off and uh it looked like wardlow might have legit hurt his knee there i, I hope I, not. i'm hoping I, yeah. again yes please i hope yeah. not but it, he yeah. was walking gingerly after the match so a lot of yeah, people that... in the chat on my watch have brought that up that they thought that wardlow got legitimately hurt hopefully it's it's yes. nothing because that would be not good um for for this situation but i like i like the way you posed that jimmy i think that would have been um i was fine with this match for whatever it's worth uh as far as how it played out but i do like how you said kind of like he's not taking it seriously because he's wardlow but then yeah that that then, that little hope spot sneaky pin and then like uh, just a different animal like yeah. oh look, now like you he's mean... looking at the screen when and posing yeah. and looking at himself and having fun while he's that, doing it you know that looking at himself in the screen was brilliant, by the way. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was that was fun. Him just like, and that could have been the moment where like maybe Commander tries to roll him up and like, oh my god, is this the moment? And then he's like, not only did you try to beat me, but you took me away from myself. How dare you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I do like that they're trying to continue to remind us about Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy and what's going on there because that's a story that they're having to drag out for some time and we need to keep that fresh, but it also felt like we're also building up Wardlow and this thing. And it felt like this was definitely Isa. I want to know your thoughts on, was this like, they're trying to sell too many stories that are kind of long-term stories in one package, as opposed to just saying, this is Wardlow's time. Wardlow's beating people up. Yeah. There's a part of me that does feel like, well, I, I haven't really been a fan of the undisputed kingdom yet. It hasn't hit with me. And Maybe that's why I don't have that much faith in the story overall. But at the same time, I like the idea of making the world championship something everybody wants to go after. And it gives you it gives, gives you different players that you can use to intercept here. So hearing Warlow wants to go at it because Adam Cole wants it and Swerve wants it and Hangman wants it. And now we're going to add the rankings into it. I do think it makes it for an interesting storyline. Uh, Ethan Cruz in the chat with the uh, update here. I want to give a, a shout out. Uh, says Wardlow went to Twitter recently and just said, A normal man's knee would be ruined. I'm no normal man. I'm still coming for the heavyweight title, and there's nothing and no one that can stop me. Knee is just fine. Uh, and then he posted a little puppy emoji. Um, no. I think it's a wolf, but I'll call it a little puppy. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, wolf dog. A, a wolf dog emoji. By the way, <laughs> Ethan Cruz. Thank you for being an example. I always say, yeah. if you make a comment about what we're talking about, I'll, I'll shout it out. That was perfectly timed, Ethan Cruz. That's exactly yes. how you do it. Everyone, you want your stuff shouted out. That's how you do it. Uh, mm -hmm. Ethan Cruz, an A-plus uh, uh, part of the show. Um, so we, we move on, and we get to a, a pre-recorded promo, Sting and Darby Allen, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Uh, Stark says that Sting beating him never sat well with him. And then Darby says Sting isn't a stepping stone. Starks unloads on Darby. There's a few more back and forth before Ricky throws water into Sting's face. Uh, Jimmy, this is a uh, 
it's funny. At first, I was like, why aren't these guys on TV live? That should be better. And I still kind of think that. But this actually was executed really, really well at the end of the day. So I feel like I can't judge. How did you feel they did building us up for this tag team title match? I, I think they felt okay. Uh, the only issue I had, I love the emotion coming out of Ricky, especially when he was, you know, going off on, on Darby and, and, and making those, those accusations. But the, the finger pointing comment that they mm -hmm. made sounded familiar from a promo we heard a couple of weeks ago in another company, you know, it, it mm -hmm. sounded too familiar to me as someone who watches, you know, both programs. That's again, little things. And I like that big bill was sitting there like, look, I'm in charge here, man. You guys, whatever you're going to do, this is my boy. He's going to say it all for, for our team and that sort of stuff. I, I didn't get enough of sting though. I wanted yeah. more sting. I, I get that, that Darby is sticking up for the, for the legend, the icon, the, the, the for sure hall of famer. But at the same time, I wanted to see something out of Sting other than holding him back, saying, it's okay, don't worry about it, we'll take care of this next week. In your busy day-to-day -day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a 3-in-1 smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell. That's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision, 2K clear sight, and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, the Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I thought Ricky's I thought everyone came across great in this. I think this was one of the Darby's best promos he's done. I think Ricky Starks always sounds great. I also thought Big Bill came across exactly how he's supposed to, and Sting is Sting. I mean, come on, he could have he could have just made fart noises and I would have been like, <laughs> Sting's great. It's just amazing. Um, but uh Issa, how did you feel about this promo? Did it help you get excited for the tag team title match? And do you I, I, I feel like you're just going to, this is kind of a layup. You'll agree with me question. I hope anyways, Ricky Starks and big bill need to be live in front of people more often. Right? Yeah. I keep on forgetting they're the tag team champions and it's not because they're not good. It's because they're just not around enough. And again, the ratings tell you that your Wednesday night audience is not all watching on Saturdays. So even if you're featuring them on collision, you should probably show us what they're doing on collision over on the main show, especially with them holding such an important title that, you know, AW Tag Team Championships. Um, I did like the segment. I thought everybody came off great. And I'm actually, yeah, I'm looking forward to the match. Isn't that what they're supposed to do with the segments? I guess it worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I yeah, I'm I'm really excited for for that matchup. And yeah, they just these guys are so good. They should be on every week. I feel like that's where, and I don't mean to to be the guy that compares to to WWE all the time because these are two different shows. But somewhere where WWE is really good, NXT in particular, about having these little recap videos that will just remind you of what's going on, so you know what's happening. And so even if you even if you do watch everything, but you went on vacation and missed a week, like you're caught up. And you know what's going on. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff. I know AEW probably doesn't want to admit it, but most of us were watching the Royal Rumble on Saturday. Like a lot mm-hmm. of us didn't catch collision. And that's not a shot at anybody. That's just, uh, I think it would be the same way reversed. If it was NXT on Saturday during Revolution, I think everyone would watch Revolution. Yeah, Revolution, uh, correct. Yeah, right. So it's it's not even a, a a shot. It's just that's the way it is. So we it'd be good to remind us what's happening uh, on mm-hmm. on those shows. Um, Beer Money says there's no way Sting loses. Poor Ricky and Bill. Uh, <laughs> Fernando says uh, I love this promo. Everyone played their role very well. And Corey yeah. Pride says, Sting does better not talking. Believe me, I've watched him since 1987. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, he says he says woo pretty well. Um, yeah. I, you know what, though? I think Starks and Big Bill are going to win. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get the win. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, I I'm always gonna... assume that Sting and Darby will have the titles before the last match. It's 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 very interesting. I, I I like both scenarios. I like you know them having the titles and going into that last match, which it looks like they're setting it up for them in the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. Nicholas and Matthew. Let me correct. let me correct Corporate myself Bar- before I get fined. Uh, because back yeah. in the, back in my day, it was only two hundred dollar fine. Now it's five hundred dollars. Yes. So you don't, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble here. But at the same time, if they do retain the titles because of the Bucks, then mm-hmm. we could still have the Bucks versus Darby and Sting without the titles on the line, and you know Sting can go out in a blaze of glory as opposed to passing the titles on to the Bucks, kind of sort of thing. Like well, yeah, I, a, I, I, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Jack. I know that's the honorable thing on your way out. You elevate the next guy, but mm-hmm. at the same time, someone like a Sting, going if this is definitely going to be his last match, let him go out with a win. Well, yeah. this is, and this is, uh, by the way, Corey Pride says, "What? No, Jack Sting must win." Here's, here's my, here's my, my pitch for it. This is what I think happens because like, Jimmy, I agree. I think the Bucks are going to cost Sting and Darby the match. They're not going to win. And we always talk about in wrestling, of course, moves and matches are great, but you need heat. You need a reason these guys hate each other. And as it is, Sting is just like, okay, you're the Bucks. I guess you'll be my final match. I don't care. Maybe he is. Maybe he will. Sure, and you should, he but, should care more. He should want to yeah. have this match. Like, yeah, I see your yeah. point there. I agree. And yeah. And so now he can, if they cost him, he can be like, it's not that you cost me the tag team titles. It's that you cost Darby the tag team titles. And now there's, right. there's that, that friction there. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it all out there. I'm going to, I'm putting my bet on Ricky Starks and big bill. Um, and, and, and really quickly uh, kind of backtracking a little bit. I think the first match from a crowd standpoint was hurt because of what you said. The crowd wants to have a heel an antagonist and protagonist someone to cheer for and someone to want to see get beat up. They liked both guys. They liked yeah. Mox. They liked Jeff. It was almost like they were a little bit conflicted and they were cheering more the moves than they were the talent. 
Yes. The, the so. individuals themselves. Um, there's someone I got to give a shout out to, and that is Frugal Minimalist, uh, the, uh, saying that uh, I'm a lurker. Always good to have you, Frugal, even if you're not in here all the time <laughs> chatting. Appreciate you being a part of the show, but feel free to say hello anytime. Um, we, uh, we move on to uh, Chris Jericho versus Kyle Fletcher. Uh, Don Callis' family continuously gets involved. Jericho fights back. It's a tough match for the former champ, but Jericho gets the win. After the win, Takeshita stands on the ramp. Next week, we get that match. Jimmy, the, first off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a question to you, and you can say I disagree, or you can give me your analysis of why this is the case. If I was to tell you that I've got an idea for a, a storyline that's going to happen. We're going to have a former world champion, someone who I think you could easily argue top 10 of the past 20 years in pro wrestling, go against a former ally who's one of the most hated people in the company, who is going to get a group of people who most fans rally behind because they want to see them do well. You would say this is going to be a rivalry that is going to work out great. Mm-hmm. Why does it feel like it doesn't feel like anyone's into this. Like mathematically, it feels like it should work out. This should be knocking it out of the park. What's missing from this? Uh, missing is, is the heat. There is no heat. And and you look at the way, uh, like tonight's match wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. The match with Fletcher and, 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 and Jericho wasn't bad, but they did. When I talk about the little things all the time, the little thing, the ref distraction, for example, to get your heat for the heel to get their heat has to be done in a way where it looks like they're manipulating the referee as opposed to, okay, I'll just jump on the apron, stand there and and let me know when to turn around again, when it's okay. And that sort of thing. And not only did they do the ref distraction in this match, they did it like five or six times. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, you know, Jericho did a good job of helping elevate Fletcher in this match. And, 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 but having that many ref distractions took away from that. You know, yeah, that makes any kind of sense. And I think they rely on that too much. I agree. Yeah, Issa, it's it's very much a I like I said, every piece of this story I like, but I, I don't know, maybe it's because it's been kind of going on for a while, but I also I just feel like I, I, we see this a little bit like in different companies where someone will say, I have this group that came to take you out individually. Right. But then I always think Okay, so let's say you take them out. Then what? Like, okay, you beat Jericho. Then, then what? Like, we also see that there. You know, I don't want to name names. But there's a group on SmackDown that's targeting another group, and if they beat them, okay, then what? Like, I, I guess I just don't. Yeah, right. If you don't like Jericho and you want to beat him up or like injure him, just attack him in the locker room. Why are we getting these one-on-one matches? I, I guess I just don't get it. Um, like, I haven't gotten this feud in a while. Yeah, I haven't gotten this feud in a while. It's just never been for me. Um, but yeah, I'm not into it. I'm not, I'm not, I, I had a hard time with tonight's episode overall. Honestly, a lot of it, I'm just like, why is this happening? When did the story start happening? And I think I only didn't watch it for like a week. I feel like I shouldn't feel that lost just because I missed one episode. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like you guys mm-hmm. were saying, the video packages, no, nothing. So a lot of these are like, why is this happening? And a lot of it is, why is this still happening? <laughs> it's like two complete different end of the spectrum, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Do you uh, let's talk about the pieces real quick, Issa. Um, Kyle Fletcher, uh, I feel he like could be a massive tonight. star. Did you notice that? Like his pants were like nude color. And when he first came out, I thought he was naked. 
Yeah, it was a very interesting choice of tights. I had a, I had a little yeah. bit of a like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That, that Com- color is known as own, young man. Yeah, that color is known as au naturel. <laughs> I think I, he's still a very young man, 25. I had to look it up. I think the, but I think he has the makings of a star. I think Kyle Fletcher could. Now I haven't heard him much on the microphone, so that's obviously a big part of it. But as far as looks like he could be a star, wrestles well, didn't look out of place in there with a, a legend. Issa, do you think uh, Kyle Fletcher is one to watch? Sure, sure. Um, one part. This was uh, this was my least favorite part of this show. This next part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a segment that was my least favorite part of last week's episode or last week's event. Um, Bullet Club Gold and the Acclaimed. I, they, I, I, Jimmy, I understand they come out. I feel like they were just doing this to remind us all that they're pals and there's nothing fishy going on and they're, they're just good friends. I still don't understand why they're friends in the first place. They didn't explain it. We don't have a reason why they're friends in the first place. No, there's no real reason. And that's why fans, okay, there was a fun segment. Everybody was getting into the, you know, the bang, bang, scissor club and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it felt like it was just a segment to kill some time. That's how it felt. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to, oh, remember these guys? And everything's all hunky dory. And there wasn't, you know, you know, you got you got the feeling that somewhere down the line that the, they're going to clash. You know, yeah. But, but there was not a s- simple, even subtle seed planted. It, yeah, it, it's uh, Issa. So if, I get the the real story. I should say. And by the way, real quick, I want to shout out Clay Ford, who says I've seen him do sing. Speaking of Kyle Fletcher, I've seen him do singles matches in Japan. The kid can go. He's awesome. Uh, the the story they said they got together. Because they needed to gang up on Undisputed Kingdom. So, okay, I wasn't really, don't really like that, but I, I get it. But now this is two weeks in a row. They've had nothing to do with, right. with that group. And so I don't, right. and I, I feel like with Jay White, you've got someone who could be an all-timer villain here acting silly. I don't, I'm very hard to get to fall off the bandwagon. I don't bandwagon even understand things, and why I, a I don't trio will team up with a trio. Like, let's just start by the fact that you're supposed to all be rivalries. Your trios division is not even that good, and now you're going to unite the yeah. and full mm-hmm. trios that you have. Remember what I told you earlier. This was a why is this happening? Like, I just don't understand a lot of this. And the acclaim, I'm sorry, but that was, they were the most overtaxing you had. How are they yeah. going to point that they're not even getting barely a reaction at this point? Like, how do you fumble that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree. I don't know why they're because they don't feel like they go together. They don't seem like they're friends. They don't. It's not like oh wow, they they are kind of similar. Let's put them together. Like if the Bullet Club merged with uh, Undisputed Kingdom, I'd go yeah, they're kind of in the same ballpark. That I, that would make sense. But these yeah. like, they don't seem to. And you're right, they're both six man tag champions. So if anything, they would be like we're the better tag team. Not mm-hmm. let's be friends, and I it's just I don't know. I, I'm disappointed because the acclaimed was truly one of the AEW, like no one's no one else has a an acclaimed on their roster, they're super popular, everyone loves them. I like I said, I feel like Jay White could be 
an all-time villain for AEW. I think he's so good in that role. And now I feel like neither of them really have much going. I don't no, know. It, I, I don't no, I hear it. you. It's no, like, it's like, it, yeah, the acclaimed is like the Wardlow of the tag team division almost. And, no, Jimmy. And, and it's almost like you talk about them not even being alike. It, it, it's not even an opposites attract kind of thing with these six individuals. It, it, I don't know. So it's missing. And so, so I had to get that in there. Sorry. Yeah, it's a, it, it does. The Warlow on the tag team division. It, it does feel like they're going to have some kind of like merger, merge the titles kind of situation, which I would be okay with because I, we don't need two sets of six man tag teams, but yeah. the, this is just a weird way to get there. I don't know. I'm I'm very confused about this one. Me too. Um, they're together. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, um, Diana Perazzo and Tony Storm explains her situation with the tattoos and Tony Storm. Uh, then Perazzo has a match with Taya Valkyrie, and those two have some histories themselves. It's a pretty pretty good match between the two, with uh, Perazzo eventually getting the win. Uh, Jimmy, this is a. Um, I think Perazzo's looks like a million bucks. She absolutely seems like a contender here. I feel like this has been set up perfectly between these two. Uh, let me know your thoughts on this match. But also, Taya Valkyrie, I feel like her and Johnny TV, there's a lot of mileage you can get out of that pairing. Absolutely. And and there, there's a situation where, in this instance, she didn't need the win because they're still getting a reaction from the crowd because of their character, people are invested in them as heels. And, and they're so like, oh, come on, guys, you got to be kidding me. That kind of, you get that kind of reaction with them, which is what you want. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And 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 with Diana Perazzo, man, she could be the face of the women's division big time. Yes, Tony Storm is knocking it out of the park right now with 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 her presentation. And and she's just gold on, on commentary there. Mm -hmm. Add so much to it. And you got to love that. But like I said, Deanna Peraza, if you want a baby face champion who could get people invested and want to see her, that that's that's someone you can really, really put your money on. Yeah, you said I think Perazzo, a great pickup for AEW. Tony Storm really hitting her stride. Uh definitely hoping uh Taya gets more TV time as well. What are your thoughts on these three? I absolutely think Tony Storm is killing it right now. Um I wish we would book more than one women's match or segment on the show because today I happen to forget who the TBS champion is. Like, where is Julia Hart? Why haven't we seen her? There is two women's division. You could have two faces, you know, of this completely separate division. So I think that Diana Parazzo has looked like a million bucks since coming in, and I think that Tony's killing it. So why not put Diana Parazzo more towards the TBS championship? And you know what I mean? That way you, yeah. you're elevating both titles at the same time. Um, but yeah, I do. I do like both of them. I, and I'm a huge fan of Ty Valkyrie. So I would love to see her on TV more because I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I forgot she was part of AW. It felt like she had that hot feel with uh, Jade. And then after that, we barely saw her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the um, the clip of uh, Johnny TV. I always want to call he'll be. He'll be Johnny Mundo to me because I love Lucha Underground forever. But uh, Johnny TV, he um, where he is during an interview, he's like, I got to go. And then he like gets on his knees and slides backwards while flexing. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's, just, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was so good. 
<laughs> I had for it was you need to put them on TV more because that was one of those things. I had friends who don't watch wrestling, like, dude, did you see this? And they were sending it to me because just even out of context, it's funny. It's just a funny thing. And I think what the women's division really needs and what they're starting to get with Tony Storm and, and Ty Valkyrie is they need fun outlandish characters. Cause right now they got a lot of good wrestlers, but these outlandish characters just add so much flavor to the division that makes it more exciting to see. No, you're Jimmy? absolutely, no, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I hate to sound like the broken record preaching every week is that people get invested in the characters. They get invested in the personalities that they see. Not uh, yes. So many guys can do super kicks and all that kind of stuff. And, I have to get it once a week. The twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash. Mm -hmm. it, it does get a pop, but people don't get invested in that. It's like, all right, cool move. Now what? You know, yeah. you know, it, 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 with, with, with some of the characters that we're starting to see now, like a Johnny, Johnny TV uh, and Johnny TV. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and <laughs> you, there, there's a lot going on. It, it almost feels like he's, he's given some freedom to spread his wings a little bit and experiment mm -hmm. there. Yes. And he, and he's really finding himself. Uh, Corey pride saying wrestling is selling emotion. Yeah. And I should, I just, I should clarify. I don't think everyone in the division needs to be an outlandish character, but uh, seeing these two really highlights to me how many of the characters are really good wrestlers, but they're not really that outlandish of characters, you know, like uh, in the chat, um, I think it's uh, grand flash 107 asks where Britt Baker and, and Jamie Hader are. Uh, I don't know where Britt Baker is. I, I believe Jamie Hader's still injured. Uh, Jamie Hader is fantastic, but she's also, I'm a good wrestler. That's kind of the character. There's not really a lot more to the character as opposed to when compared to a Tony storm, who is a wildly fantastical character. Uh, I think having these characters gives them a lot more room to do stuff. And hopefully, like a lot of people, I'd love to see multiple matches uh, on the show from the women's division and really see that fleshed out and who these people are and their rivalries and their stories as opposed and, to just and, the one-offs. And, and not to sound like the old get-off-my-lawn guy again, back in the day, who were the guys that sold out buildings? Were they the characters. ones, the characters sold out the buildings, you know? I mean, even Ric Flair, who one of the greatest, you know, arguably the greatest of all time, people mm -hmm. wanted to see Ric Flair. They didn't, and they wanted you know, to hear him woo. They wanted to hear him cut his promos. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the way it is. And and again, go, really quickly, going back to Tony Storm knocking out of the park. And when she makes that Wendy Richter uh, reference, Love it. it just, it, I pop huge. I loved her line, uh, Taz, uh, Mr. Tasmania, it's a souffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because of all people to say that to as well is, is Taz. <laughs> like, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, quick moments uh, with the Young Bucks. They're finding people, and uh, they're telling Renee to ask, <laughs> ask questions about the Young Bucks. Uh, Jimmy, this was kind of dumb and stupid but again i i feel like these characters give the young bucks a little bit more of an open playbook than just being we're the young bucks absolutely and and that's what i wanted to see from them from yes we know what they could do in the ring we know what they're capable of in between the ropes now when they eventually get back in the ring i want to see that ver th not that old version of them i want to see this current version of them where they don't have to have the super kick parties, where they don't have to do that. We're wrestlers. We're going to show you guys. And not only that, we're EVPs. 
you know, mm -hmm. uh, we run the, we run this place. The only little critique I have of it is sometimes they get a little bit too, uh, oh, we'll have a new gimmick for you and stuff yeah. like that. And the, and the run sheets and that kind of stuff, maybe going a little bit too far behind the curtain. Not, not that people don't know, but you know what I mean? It's, it's just, you don't have to give it away on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Issa one, Jimmy, I agree with you. I don't like it when I don't like wrestling lingo on, on, on TV. It's it, for me, it just doesn't, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm maybe I'm a fuddy duddy too, but I, I don't really dig it. Uh, but Issa, I, I was saying last week that these are characters like they allow the bucks to do a little bit more than just be like, we're the best tag team of all time or whatever they, they yeah. say. Do you like this kind of we're the boss characters or, or do you just want the young bucks to be the young bucks? I do. I do like these characters. I think they need to to evolve and change because they were they were getting a little bit stale and they were getting uninteresting. And this, I mean, there's there's so many rumors and, and I don't know. I I think the EVP part of it and they're like doing this like they're in like a power trip right now. I'm into mm -hmm. it. The Nicholas and Matthews thing popped me, you know. So we'll see where it yeah. goes. But I do think they needed to evolve. There was a period of time there that they were just doing the same thing and you 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 just stop caring. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i think this could be fun but i agree with you jimmy we they gotta it'd be great for them to do it in the ring and maybe even mid-match tell the referee to enforce certain rules and uh like, <sighs> that, <laughs> like that would know, be or, so please good. please do please. or uh like do things like just so you know uh pile drivers are no longer legal in our matches mm -hmm. so please enforce this rule mm -hmm. uh like basically yes. All the things they used to do all the time, make mm -hmm. sure that the referees enforce it against the people they're against. There's a five uh, count after a tag or whatever the yes. case may be. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Hey, he wasn't holding the tag rope on that tag. Referee, you make them switch. You know, that sort of stuff. Yes, that yes. That could that could be a really fun. Uh, you know, actually, maybe even if they did like a, if they ended up feuding with like the um, the Lucha Bros, who are kind of notorious for <laughs> the, the tagging situation. And they do that for a little bit, and then eventually they go up against FTR, which we're all waiting for, who follows the rules anyways. And right. so there's not really anything that they can use against them because that's how they wrestle. So it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. But um, anyway, as we get to the end of the show, uh, Swerve uh, is facing a mystery opponent. It turns out to be RVD. Uh, but surprise, it's not just the opponent. It's the match. It's a hardcore match. Um, it's a fun one. Eventually, Brian Cage comes out to help Swerve. Hook comes out to stop Cage. Then it's back to one-on-one. -on -one. Swerve puts away Rob Van Dam post-match. Page says he's going to be the next champ. Swerve says, I always beat you. We're going to figure out one way or the other. Page, Swerve, three goes down next week. Issa, I wanted to hold off on the the adam page thing uh because i thought it was really weird how he basically spoiled the surprise in his thing right. at the very beginning of the show and even commentary was like yeah we walked by the room you could smell something like clearly saying who it was rvd and the delay in the music i was like why are you delaying the music we know who this is but i thought the, the I, little, I think he the alluded to thing. it on i think he alluded to it on saturday as well on collision because everybody in my chat knew that it was going to be RVD, and I'm like, how do you guys know? And they said that yeah. it was like uh, that it was mentioned on Saturday too. I did love that he added the extra layer though, so it did feel like a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. It's a hardcore match. And then of course, Swerve getting smashed in the face with a chair right after he turns around. So good. The timing uh, was great. I dug it. How did you feel about this Swerve RVD match? 
I thought it was good. I thought RBD looked great. I was like, mm-hmm. RBD looks really good out here. Um, there's a there's a few people that AEW has utilized well, meaning bringing them out when they need to and not overexposing them, so they always end up looking great. I thought he was like, I, I told you earlier, he was very dominant. It felt like the Hangman match too, and I'm like, I, I thought we're supposed to be believing in these guys and, and their opponents are kicking their butts right now. But it's RBD, so of course you want to make it good. It was a hardcore match. Yeah, overall, I, I thought the match was great. It was a fun main event. Uh, Tony, all the way from Connecticut, thanks for coming through. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, uh, I love, I'm a big RVD fan. Mm-hmm. I've always, always have been. So I'm, and I'm one of those people with legends. Like, I'm excited. They, they can come back as many times as they want, so long as it's not going to be detrimental to their health. Right. Uh, so I love seeing this, and I feel like Swerve is putting together a very sneakily long list of really good matches every time he goes out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, any any thoughts on this one? The only uh, little, again, the little critiques when I have these moments that, uh, yes, they dropped hints that it was going to be RVD. So why not advertise that you're going to have an all-timer, a legend, and I, uh, you know, someone who's eventually going to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, advertise him for the match so people are tuning in to see as opposed to you think you're going to get more people tuning in uh, like the Royal Rumble who's going to be the surprise entrant no I'd rather you could you could have advertised that it's going to be Swerve versus RVD because RVD is 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 an, like you said an all-timer and then make the surprise the hardcore match that is uh, your surprise and then you know the only issue again I have is you make it a hardcore match but you're relaxing the rules you know, so yeah. it makes a hardcore match. I don't know. That's my only thing. I like the match. Don't get me wrong. I, I thought it was very enjoyable. It, it, and it was different from the other one because it did help Swerve, I think, more than Hangman uh, in his match. But yeah. and, but those are, the, again, the little things. Advertise the guy. He'll probably draw some more viewers in for you because, because he's a name that people know. You, you know, it's it's interesting because last week we were talking about uh, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki and how Suzuki never wins, so it doesn't feel like it's that spicy of a main event. Um, I wonder if maybe they thought that with this because I feel like if they said it was RVD, like, oh, well, I mean, Swerve is going to beat RVD, though. Um, so I... I don't know. It's just, it's interesting because now I I did feel like I was looking forward to this a little bit more than I did last week's uh, where they're both legends in this situation. Um, Issa, we're getting a match next week that I kind of wish we didn't get, but I know it's going to be great. Swerve page three. I was hoping that Swerve got two wins. So I, I don't want to see Swerve lose now. And I also don't yeah. want to see page get beat three times in a row i don't know if there's a way this can win with me being happy but i know it's going to be a good match it's probably going to do numbers so it's i guess it's good booking what what say you i don't like it i I, i've been very vocal here about how much i enjoyed their texas that match and you can outdo that i don't know how you try to have a match so soon after too um Mm -hmm. because that match was so good but the hangman and swerve are so talented that i'm still gonna tune in because i'm sure we're gonna still get a banger but their first two matches were so intense that I just don't need to see them revisit this. And I figured that's what we we're going to stay once they started teasing all the storylines that they've been teasing. Um, but yeah, 
I'm with you, Jack. I don't think there's a happy way out of this. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Jimmy, should they just embrace that we all love Swerve and just make him make him a good guy? Like I feel like they're trying so hard to make him someone we boo, but we love him. Like I feel like they have people help him win. They have him say and do horrible things. We're all still dancing and singing to his song and cheering for everything he does. Is it time to just make him the winner or make him the good guy? That it, it feels like it because the audience dictate it tells you what you need to know. They love this guy. And it doesn't matter how much of a they try to make him a heel, they still love him. Like you said, they his music plays, they, they they're dancing along and all that sort of stuff. Uh, how do you make him a you know, I don't know how you make him a, a, a baby face against the hangman because he's also a baby face. And yeah, I, I feel like the next match for Joe is going to be swerve. And but but then you run into that problem again, the shades of gray. Yes, the fans will be cheering Swerve, but he's still technically a heel. You know, it, it it's, also it's, it's a weird yeah. dynamic. I don't know. It also puts me in a weird spot because Joe's kind of in a similar spot where we all love Joe too. So yeah. I, I I don't know who walks into that match because I, I don't want Joe to lose the title already. So if, no. if Paige wins that and then loses again to Joe, I'm like, man, Paige is just yeah in trouble here, but also swerve. I don't want to, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's, it's yeah. a tough spot. It'll be great viewing, but from a, from a, you know, booking side of things, I'm very concerned how that's, this is all going to go. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say from a booking standpoint. It, it's almost like they put themselves in a corner a little bit and it, props to Joe too. You like him on commentary tonight. I think he, he was really good on commentary. He, and that, you know, wearing the suit now, and mm -hmm. looking like a world champion, looking like someone who could represent that company. And, and, and yeah, you don't want to see him lose that title yet. Uh, Joe, possibly line of the night, in my opinion, when he was talking about Rob Van Dam's kick, saying his teeth have done more damage to teeth than gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, uh, what, a, what a great line. I think that does it for us uh, tonight, everyone. Uh, before we go, as always, want to shout out everyone for being here. Again, remember, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Issa, final thoughts on this week's episode, and where can the world find you online? I struggle a little bit with this week's episode, but like I said, I didn't watch it last week. I just don't think that somebody that watches constantly misses one episode should feel as lost as I felt tonight mm -hmm. watching it. Um, but yeah, I, I, liked, I liked the main event. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, that's it. Overall, people can find me at NYC Demon Diva across all platforms. Yeah, outside, there's a few things that kind of gripe me on this this episode, but overall, I like the direction AEW seems to be turning the ship towards. So uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, Jimmy, over what are your overall thoughts of the show, and where can the world find you online? Overall, for the most part, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the show. Again, the, it was, it's the little things that always uh, kind of get under my skin a little bit and uh, things I wish that they could have, you know, tightened screws on, as I like to say. And uh, other than that, it, it, it was a fun episode. And again, you can catch me on, on here on Wednesday nights with YouTube, which is, which is awesome. And on Monday nights, it's uh, Triple J after Raw. And the Roughing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hepner and RJ, who holds the glue together. And you got to catch this week's episode because we had, ooh, Chavo on. And he just gives a master class on just, and 
on wrestling psychology and the whole bit. But we also have some fun stories that we told because Chavo was one of my favorite people to 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 ever be with, uh, work with, and as a friend. And he's a mm-hmm. great human being. And also catch the ref and rants on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday. It's just like I said, little critiques. And sometimes it's not critiques. It's it's putting positive spin on things a little bit sometimes. And again, not to tear down, but to t- help tighten screws because in, and everything is my opinion. And I like to have fun with it. So. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us again, whether it be Mike or Clay or Man Cave or Nelly Belly or uh, KOD and everyone else. Appreciate you guys being in the chat. Of course, all the lurkers hanging out. Uh, You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Uh, The next thing you can catch me doing is going to be doing commentary for Santino Bros Wrestling Fight Night 11. It's a it's on Fight TV. It's a really cool uh, thing. It's where a lot of the younger guys get their chance to showcase what they can do. So if you want to see some some guys really kind of breaking out on there with a few people who've been doing it for a long time, that's a really fun show to get to check out uh, and be a part of. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all of your latest wrestling news, as well as make sure to tune into all the after shows, including Friday's SmackDown after show. It should be a doozy of one. I hear they got a couple big names on that one. So check that out. That does it for us. We'll see you next time what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls Head to Hero.co to shop today.